Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, y'all? It's J.D. Pacquiao with On3 today on The Hard Count. We're going to take a pulse of the Texas Longhorns program. Welcome into the Hard Count, the people show for every single thing that you know and that you love about college football. It happens here on a nearly daily basis. Nick Brake is doing the heavy lifting. You can help drive the show at my Twitter page, at J.D. Pakel. The pulse of the program rolls on to the Lone Star State, the capital of the Lone Star State, that is, Austin, Texas, where the Texas Longhorns reside. And there is a lot to unpack when it comes to Texas. They're back. They're not back. They're back. They're not back. The fan base in a lot of ways is like the front porch of the Texas Longhorn program. Everyone wants to talk about the fan base being too optimistic or having too much of a hand in the program when it comes to the boosters and this, that, and the other. We're just going to talk about what the pulse is internally, then get to the fan base, and then give you the diagnosis for us when it comes to the Texas Longhorn program as a whole. So starting internally, there's been a lot of things moving around with Texas. The transfer portal has given and taken away from Texas. Quinn Ewers is the new man. It sounds like going to be at least at the helm for Texas. Yet to be named the starter at the recording of this video. Just about everybody and their mother assumes he will be the guy game one. I don't think he came to Austin to sit. That's just me. He's a guy from Texas, uh, committed to Ohio State, was there for all of about 45 minutes. Then he came back home to Texas, ready to lead the charge. Really highly recruited. He has a lot of playmakers on his team. A lot of them came via the transfer portal. You got Jaleel Billingsley, transferred from Alabama. You got Isaiah Naor, a guy who was a freak show at the group of five level with Wyoming. Uh, You got Ajay Hall coming from Alabama. There's a lot of guys. And then in-house, already on the team, you got Xavier Worthy, who showed what he's capable of a season ago. Oh, and by the way, he's handing the ball off to B. John Robinson, who... I'm pretty sure Superman wears B. John Robinson pajamas at night. Like, that's how good B. John Robinson is. A guy who's going to be dependable for them. And they're going to need him to be consistent, game in and game out. Because the offense will go in a lot of ways, definitely as Quinn Ewers goes, but B. John Robinson is going to be the setup for them. Because in an RPO system, you have to command the attention of that front seven to be able to throw the ball off of it. If he is able to kind of get rolling and be able to have some success, then those linebackers key even more. They start to trigger on the run early, and then you can throw the slant and all the in-breaking routes off of that, off of the RPO game. Without getting too much in the weeds, the pulse of the program internally for Texas is they're just ready to get that bad taste out of their mouth. Five and seven a year ago, five of those losses they had of those seven, they led at one point in the game. I think just about everybody in Austin in that locker room feels like they're a better program than five and seven. Like the culture was an issue. We talk about multiple times with guys being focused on NIL and being too focused on what Austin has to offer and this, that, and the other. Texas is much better than five and seven. We know that just from a talent perspective. If you rolled the same team out a year ago, take Quinn Ewers out of the equation, they probably win more than five games. Okay, but they're ready to go out and prove that because that's all they've heard this past offseason. Could it be Kansas? 
Didn't make a bowl in the first time in however many years. They're ready to finally get back to playing because right now it's a lot of this. It's a lot of this from people like me, other people in the media talking about how Texas won five games. They're ready to just start fresh, dry erase board that deal and get to playing games again because they got a lot under the hood. Like, make no mistake about it. They have a lot of talent on this team. Now, the defense needs to step up, allowed 31 points a game a year ago, bring back four starters from that squad. If they can hold up their end of the deal, this offense is going to score points. They'll be able to get some good things done. So internally, the pulse of the program at Texas is, let's get back to this. Let's get back to playing games. Let's wipe last year out of our mind. Let's get to playing real Texas kind of football. Okay? Before moving into the pulse, uh, inside of Austin as a whole and the fan base, subscribe to the channel. It really helps us out. It allows us to, to grow and do more of what you want to see. So that'll be the one that I would drop right here is please subscribe to the channel. The pulse of the fan base is let's just get back to square one and then they put a comma there or a period or a semicolon, whatever you want to do to pause there. And then they say, but there's also a dash of optimism. Because if you ask most Texas fans, the expectation is eight or nine wins. And for a team that won five games a year ago, most fan bases aren't expecting eight or nine wins after a five-win season. That's just not how most fan bases work. But at Texas, it's a little bit different. The caveat there is Texas is capable of winning eight or nine games. To have a quarterback like Quinn Ewers, who hasn't put a lot on tape yet, hasn't really put anything on tape yet in terms of sample size, there's a lot to be excited about. Like, if he is all that he's cracked up to be, if he's even close to all that he's cracked up to be, they're going to be really successful. They're going to win nine games if he's as good as advertised. Now, can they put it together? Can they put it together in year two under Sark? And a lot of that hinges on the culture. Feels like a broken record. We always talk about it with Texas. Tons of talent. Can they get the culture right? Well, B. John Robinson's a culture guy that's got it right. If he ends up being that leader in the locker room like he's capable of being and like it sounds like he is being and gets other people to follow him, then they're in good position at Texas. I think the best way to sum it up in terms of the diagnosis at Texas is culture implementation sometimes is uncomfortable. Oftentimes is uncomfortable. It's like when you start eating vegetables for the first time and all you've been eating is junk food and chips and fried food and whatever it is, you feel awful at first. Like you feel horrible. And it takes some time to realize what's good for you. I think that's the same thing with this culture at Texas. Bo Davis is a really great living, breathing example of that. When he had that rant on the bus, getting after those players, a new culture isn't a comfortable thing to implement. You have guys transfer out. You have a lot of times, storylines. You have different things that leak out of the camp. However, it's for the best because you're cleansing all of those bad things. You're cleansing the toxins. You're cleansing the bad culture. And that's what Texas is in the process of doing. Now, how quickly can they get the bad out and the good in remains to be seen. But make no mistake about it. They have the tools in-house to get it done at Texas. They have the pieces to win nine games. A lot of it hinges on getting that culture right, getting everybody on the same page, and then having Quinn Ewers step up, be the man, and B. John Robinson continue to be the man. So that's it for us here on The Hard Count. Appreciate you tuning in. As I said before, subscribe to the channel. Follow me on Twitter, at JDPakel. We are going to keep the party rolling, and we will see y'all next time.
Hey y'all, thanks so much for watching. Subscribe to the channel here to make sure you don't miss an episode of The Hard Count. Also be sure to check out other videos on the On3 YouTube channel.